Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Hey, and welcome to a new edition of Two Out of Three Falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y. The letter J-C-R-U-Z. You can find this podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast. And give us a download, rate, comment, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can become a patron of the show at patron.com slash cruise control, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash cruise control. We also have two out of three falls t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control. I am joined by Mr. Rob Lopez from Def Pen Sports and Def Pen Hoops. He's on Twitter at R0BATO, Roboto R0BATO. Also does social media for FanDuel and the producer of Count the Dings and Back to Back Podcasts on iTunes. Rob, my man, how you doing? What's going on, Randy? I am doing good, man. How are you on this beautiful Friday in New York City? Doing good, man. Doing good. Can't complain. Um, you know, usually I have my guys, Grant Matthews from Bleacher Report and, and Mark Raimondi from MMAfighting.com on the show, but they're both busy, both on, on assignment, doing their thing for, for BR, and I think Mark is in, in Vegas for um, PWG, so they're both tied up. So I reached out to you. And you came on short notice, so you know what, man? I greatly appreciate that. No doubt, man. Sometimes you got to bring the closer in from the bullpen, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be Mariano for the day, Mariano yeah. Rivera. Sometimes, sometimes you do need Mariano. Um, so knowing that you're a big, a big wrestling fan like I am, I uh, just wanted to have you on to, to talk about some things that, that went on on Raw, SmackDown. we got a couple shows coming up with... The, the crown jewels, uh, I guess, in Saudi Arabia at the moment. We have Evolution coming up. We had SmackDown 1000 happen earlier in the week. We had uh, the group Evolution return. And I'll start off with this because I just found this out, you know, maybe like an hour ago. Just a rumor, but want to get your input. The Then I'll tie in SmackDown 1000 into it. But the rumor is that the original idea was to have Ronda Rousey against uh, Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 35 here at, uh, in MetLife. Now, the rumor is, I guess, with what's been going on with Charlotte and Becky and their program and how they've elevated Becky uh, the last couple of months, that they, they might be switching it to Becky and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35 and not Ronda and, and, and Charlotte. Um, I would ask you this. One, does it matter to you? Two, do you prefer Ronda, Charlotte, at WrestleMania 3, do you prefer Ronda and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania? Well, you got to you got to look at this matchup with Ronda in a couple in a couple ways. For example, one, we don't we're not too sure about her contract, right? Some people say it's a year, some people say it's three years. We, we're not sure where her deal is. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we can all, we can assume she's going to stay for the long haul, right? We can assume she won't be here just for a year. She'll probably be here five ten years. So I think what the WWE is thinking twofold here is one becky's hot right now becky is the best heel i would say on the whole wwe right now she Mm -hmm. is great she killed it with edge on smackdown 1000 yeah she she's great in the ring obviously she's a great champ so i think her being the champ there is is dope um she's great and two ronda's kind of coming into her own you know she had that promo on monday which i'm sure we'll get into with the bellas and Mm -hmm. and you know that went crazy everybody's loving it um you know she has to work out some some little kinks here and there um she's not perfect by any means on the mic but she's still pretty solid pretty damn good in the ring for somebody who hasn't been doing this her whole life um so i think that mix is good and i think wwe is looking at this and saying hey 
why do we got to blow, you know, blow everything in the first try? You know what I'm saying? Like if this is the first one and we know we got Ronda for three, four, five, maybe 10 years, right. we don't have to put on flair right now. They're both pretty young, pretty young women. You know what I mean? They're not, you know, in their, in their, um, you know, forties or anything like that. So if they do decide, Hey, you know, we got something hot right now with Becky. We mm-hmm. can carry her in through, you know, Rumble into Mania. Um, maybe Becky wins the Women's Rumble and decides, hey, I'm going to challenge Ronda and switches to Raw, right? You know, we've seen that happen before. So, I mean, like, it's it, it's a story that you can see happening. And I think it's a match that can go really well. You know, uh, Becky, Becky isn't a... a, a I guess you could say she, her, her style isn't really soft, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure her and Rhonda will probably work well. Maybe we get some stiff shots in there. Um, I, I, you know, I'm assuming they, they wouldn't have a problem, you know, rumbling for a little bit. Um, those are two tough women. So, you know, I think that match is, is a good match, especially for WrestleMania in, in New York. You know, you're going to have a lot of people. And I mean, you could put WrestleMania in, 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 you know, Boise, Idaho, and you'll still get people from all over the world to come. But I think in New York, especially, you want a dope match. You don't want just something that's going to be like, all right, cool, this is a great promo. You want a dope match. And I think these two women, um, especially Becky, you know, it's it's really hard to 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 pick another women's wrestler that's better than her right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's I think it's a great idea, man. I, I don't I don't see I don't see outside of injury. I don't see how this could fail unless one of them completely, you know doesn't work out as far as uh, promos or maybe something switches up, but I think this is fantastic. Rob, if WrestleMania ever was in Idaho, I'm not going. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I know I'm not you going will. I mean, I will. <laughs> but you know what I mean? People still come, though, man, from yeah, all over the right. world. You're right. Um, a few things. One, you know, just, just to try to fantasy book this, Ronda's going to be the face regardless against Becky or, or Charlotte at WrestleMania 35. Two, right. She's too much of a star. She's too big. To to get there, I would have to believe that I think Becky would still be the champion at WrestleMania. Charlotte would have to stop her quest against Becky, win the Women's Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble, and then kind of, and switch to Raw and say, you know what, I want to challenge uh, Ronda Rousey. If they don't do that, I, I, I really don't think there's a rush, you know, to, to your point. There's no rush to have um, Charlotte and, and Ronda go at it right now. We can wait. And I think that also this, if if it is Ronda and if it is Becky, do they both go into WrestleMania as their, their respective champions? And if so, like, who goes over? So my thing is... You know, one has to lose the belt, or two, they go in champion versus champion, and they have a match like, like they did Brock and AJ um, last year. But you know, do they need the belt? Does it have to be for a championship? So I like the prospect of Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania. If they go with Charlotte and Becky, uh, Charlotte and Ronda, I- I'm cool with that too. Could that'll give you more of a face versus kind of uh, a heel? I-, I think Charlotte could be a heel by that time again. It, you know, it sounds confusing, too, where if Ronda's the face, Becky is right now in between. The fans love her, but she's acting heelish. And Charlotte is the, you know, the, the face, but the fans are kind of turning on her. We have no idea who's going to be what by the time March, April comes. So I like the prospect of Becky and Ronda, but if they go with Ronda and Charlotte, I'm cool with that. Right. You can't go wrong either way. You know, even if even if you do Ronda and like Sasha Banks, I mean, you can't go wrong if you put Ronda in the ring with with any of those women. Um, Maybe Bailey would need a little prop up, maybe Mm. some to get her up to that level. But, you know, you can't you can't um, you can't go wrong with either of those two choices. And the thing is, though, to your point about the champion versus champion thing, I like it. But Survivor Series is coming up. And that's their new thing is now they're doing the champions versus champions now or Raw versus SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that could also be a thing where we see maybe, maybe like you said, maybe we do get, maybe Charlotte does beat Becky at Evolution and then we get Charlotte Ronda at Survivor Series. You know, maybe a little 10 minute schmozzy finish, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to something else. You know what I mean? You never know. I mean, booking decisions change by, by the, you know, drop of a hat. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong either way with either of those choices for Ronda. It, but the thing is, is that Ronda needs to stay on Raw. I don't think they're going to put her on SmackDown. Right, right. Um, I like the promo from Becky on SmackDown 1000 with Edge. It's, it's great to see Edge back with his whole full head of hair this time. Right, he um, got the flow yeah. back. He had the short for a while. I was like, hey, Edge making that comeback, right? Um, but she, she, my thing is her character 
desperately needed change. And I think, you know, that's been the benefit from her change recently. Uh, you know, it was it was cool seeing her come out there and all the fire stuff. And after a while, I was like, all right, what else can we do with her? And turning her into the semi-heel has been like the best thing they have going on right now, as you mentioned, on the product right now. And what she, the, the, what she did with Edge, I thought was fantastic. Edge sold it really well. Even the line about, you know, be careful how you come and uh, walk out the ring because you might break your neck kind of thing. So did they add, you know, something real into that conversation? And then Charlotte came out and they started fighting and whatever. So I thought that that segment was was um, was pretty good. And then you mentioned Ronda with, with Nikki Bella. And, you know, they had the match at Evolution. Also, Becky uh, is up against Charlotte at Evolution, last women standing match. Um but Ronda and Nikki, you know, I was out and my Twitter blew up and they said, oh, Ronda got spicy with uh, Nikki Bella. So I went on the, on the phone and checked it out. And, you know, they were going back and forth. They added, you know, some some real kind of stuff in there to kind of make the fans go, ooh, and ah. Uh, I, I love what they did. Very, inter- very interesting to see what kind of match they have um, at Evolution. But I, th- I think Ronda's getting better, you know, week by week on the microphone. She's getting more acclimated. Uh, being out there with the fans because you know Rob she's been out there shaking hands and smiling and I'm like that's cool but that's not the badass Ronda Rousey we we all want to see and I think recently whether she's taking that role or people are writing for her recently she's been taking that role yeah like I said she's she's getting a lot better on the mic you know she came in really rough I remember her first couple um promos there's really a bunch of smiles and she was just you know looked like she was happy to be there which is cool but at the same time and and shout out to my guy uh Brian Campbell on CBS he pointed out like she's supposed to be a badass dude she's coming from WW or WW she's coming from UFC she's uh uh you know a, a trailblazer in the UFC you know what I mean she was the first woman to to get a major championship and she's one of the first women to really break through out of strike force and like she's supposed to be a badass man mm-hmm. and she came in all smiley and happy and giddy and and you know while her friends are getting beat up or whatever the situation was now she's becoming she's developing her character more where she's at the point where she's a type of character that if you get to the she's she's becoming like a person that like if you get to a point she's she's bound to snap you know what i mean right and that's dope because you can have you can have the the differentiation between like her being happy to be there loving the fans and then at the drop of a hat you know it, if she does get beat up by somebody or, or or you know jump from behind or whatever she can just turn it on and be pissed you know what i mean so I like what they're doing with her. They're writing good stuff for her. Um, her promo this Monday was solid. It wasn't perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. she stumbled a little bit, and that's fine. You know, everybody has their their missteps, but she's she's coming into her own, and I like it. And I, and that was the one thing I was really concerned about was her mic skills. I wasn't worried about her in the ring because, as we've seen in the past, guys like you know Kurt Angle, Ken Shamrock, anybody that had a, a, a you know either combat sports or or or. I guess, uh, amateur sport background in, in wrestling or, or mixed martial arts, they usually do pretty well. I mean, even, even a guy like Jack Swagger, Chad Gable, Sheldon Benjamin, you can go on and on. Mm. Usually when those guys come in, they do really well. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried about her in the ring. It's, it's going to be the mic that's going to be really sets, sets the tone for her career. And also on the flip side, can she be a good heel? Can we get that mm. out of her and get her to a point where we're like, damn, she's a great, great heel and a great, great face. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to cheer for her being a good good guy or, or, or a face no matter what. It's her being a heel to the point where people hate you enough to boo you, mm-hmm. but they know that you're still dope. You know what I'm saying? The kind of Triple H type in the, in the 2000s or The Rock even when he was a heel there in the 2000s too after the um, you know Attitude Era. I think her, her true telling and, and where she stands in the future is going to be how she is as a heel more than what she does now as a face winning titles whatever the case may be yeah i think her as a heel uh would be more beneficial because you know when you're when you're a good guy you're a face you know you have to do certain things when you when, when you're a bad guy you kind of have more freedom you could do whatever you want and react to however however the fans are treating you or talking to you so if she's in that heel role which i i, I assume she will get there at some point in, in her career um you know that'll be a big difference making plus the fact that you know rumor was months ago that maybe her and paul Heyman might get together and, she, and he could be the mouthpiece for her you know whether she couldn't 
you know, do well on the microphone or just be like, she's, not the, she's now the female Brock Lesnar where Paul can have Brock and now she'll, uh, he'll have Ronda Rousey. And, and just imagine him cutting a promo right in the ring and she just jumping back and forth, getting all ready. And she ain't got to say a word because she might... She, she, you just know she's gonna kick your ass, and I think right. I think that's the Ronda that we're all kind of waiting for. It just like now, where do you make your switch? When do you make your switch? Is it like a big show like WrestleMania? Is it a big you know the the, the Raw after WrestleMania? Who does she snap on? So we've seen it, her with Stephanie, uh, you know now with with with, with uh, Nikki Bella, so. I think it remains to be seen in how long she she remains a, a face for because her heel run. I, I think I think it'll be dope. It's going to be a while, I think, before she becomes a heel because the the crowd is still crazy for her. Mm. You know what I mean? Whenever that music hits, they go nuts. No matter what, if she's even you know coming out or if she's doing a run in or whatever, the crowd still goes nuts. It'll, it'll be a while, but I think, like you said, it, it has to be a big moment. It has to be something where you know maybe uh, she turns on the fans or maybe you know something happens where she takes down a legend like Trish Stratus or something like that. Mm. It has to be something big for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, well, you mentioned Trish. We got seven matches right now on the card for Evolution. Uh, it's next next Sunday, October twenty eighth, Nassau Coliseum. Um, I mean, not not trying to go for for predictions now. Uh, right now we got Ronda Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's Title. Becky Lynch Charlotte last Women Standing match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Also have uh, Kari Sane, Shayna Baszler, NXT title. We got a, a women's battle royal for number one contendership. Trish, Trish and Lita against Alexa and Mickey James. Any, any match right now that you're you're most looking forward to watching at uh, Evolution? I mean, obviously, you know, Becky and Charlotte's probably up top for me. Uh, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler is a good one. Um, the Rhea Ripley, uh, NXT. UK Women's Champion. She's really good, man. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody out there hasn't seen her yet, she was in the Mae Young Classic. She's really good, and, I, and I'm really excited for the NXT UK division. Um, I'm waiting to see who she's going to face off with, but I think the top one here is definitely Becky and Charlotte. I mean, you, you have two two of the four-horse women um, in a last first-ever last women's standing match for the women's uh, SmackDown Women's title. It's It should blow the roof. I mean, that match they had on SmackDown two weeks ago, to start the show, that was mm-hmm. dope, man. That was a great free match. That yeah. was a fantastic free match. Yeah, and you know what you you, you know what you just mentioned Survivor Series a little while ago, and, and you know you, you just mentioned the four horsewomen. I mean, like you can kind of do um, the four horsewomen against the Bellas and two other two other girls in there. You could kind of kind of get that match uh, together, right? If they wanted to. I what I think is that they're definitely Survivor Series. They're definitely going to do I, 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 either this year. I hope it's this year. Next year, probably mm. when when all the women get um, acclimated, because there's still two members of the four horse women that are still kind of working in in Performance Center. Um, but I think the money there is the four horse women versus each other, and then the fifth person has to be somebody dope like Asuka with you know the NXT four horse women mm-hmm. or you you take somebody uh, maybe a legend to put with the with the uh um Ronda's four horse women or you take somebody like a Nikki Bella for example that's like a super heel um you could do a lot of things but I think I think the the fact that this is now a prospect not beyond a prospect this is this is a possibility to have this huge four or five on five even it could be four on four I mean we don't have really yeah, rules right. here um, those two, those two factions, you know, especially as the other, as Rhonda's group kind of builds up more, obviously they're going to be, you know, uh, flagpoled by Rousey and then behind her is going to be Shayna. Mm. But, you know, when they all get acclimated and familiar with the WWE universe and WWE fans, and they all come out strong and it's going to be great because there is no factions anymore in the WWE, which is, it's crazy to me. You know, factions are, are four or more people, you know, whether that's three performers and a, and a mouthpiece or, you know, two performers and two, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no factions. So right. it'd be dope if the factions come back and they're women too. 
and there's two of them that'd be sick man i mean we've never seen something like that before you know everybody's waiting on it that's like the one like dream match that is one a dream and two realistic you know what i'm saying like you know everybody says sean versus daniel bryan or whatever Mm. um this is a dream match that we really can see within the next you know two three years and we can see so many different versions of it i mean just put 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 ronda there and then ronda fights or, or goes up against all four of Charlotte's crew. And then Shayna Baszler against all four. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can keep going and going and going. These these could be a series of dope matches between great performers that we have not seen the likes before in the women's um in the women's division. I mean, there was a time there in the early in the mid two thousands where it was just bad matches. I mean, like no slight to them because I give all the women credit the world for what they did and, and how they worked. But a lot of those matches were bad. I mean, you can't you can't sugarcoat it. Um, so I think this is dope, man. This will be dope for them to come through. Maybe we get a little tease here at Evolution, too. I mean, Shayna's on the card. Uh, Ronda's on the card. Becky's on the card. Charlotte's on the card. We don't yep. know what's going on with um, – I believe we don't know what's going on yet with uh, uh, um, Bailey and Sasha Banks yet. But uh, I think this could be dope, man. I think this, this card – has they they fumbled it the build, but I think coming into the card, I think we should get a pretty solid card. Um, it just sucks. It's in Long Island. <laughs> That's horrible, man. You could have put him at Barclays at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. damn. Um, yeah, not having Sasha or Bailey at the moment involved is kind of. We're two. We're 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 right. We're like two weeks out. We're a week out or whatever, yeah, dude. Out. You know what I mean? This should have been. A long time ago, where they were on it, you know what I'm saying? Like this is crazy. Yeah, Rob, but they 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 totally messed up everything they had. Where you thought they were gonna split, and you thought Sasha was gonna turn heel, and then you had Becky, uh, Becky Bailey hitting Sasha, and there was like you know a split happening. Then they got together, they started hugging each other. Then it's like, all right, then it's like, why if they're doing Charlotte and Becky so well on SmackDown? Why can't you do Bailey and Sasha so well on Raw? Like, like, what's the matter with y'all? Right. Like, where's the story? Exactly. And, and and also, where's the? Are there women's tag team championships coming or no? It might. You be. know what I mean? But like, this is my thing though. We are about a week and a half out, and mm-hmm. we don't know if there's a women's tag team match. That's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big deal, and we don't know. You know, I feel like they've kind of they've kind of fumbled the the delivery of this, what was supposed to be an epic pay-per-view yeah. and kind of buried it behind stuff like, you know, the super show, super showdown and coming up with the Saudi show. Like they've buried it a little bit in the sense that like, Hey, we know the women can't come with us to Saudi. So here we go. Here's our evolution pay-per-view for them. That's kind of trash. And at the same time, the build, you know, Rhonda, Nikki kind of rushed, you know, we just got everything coming out now on Monday. Uh, Becky and Charlotte's great. That's been building. Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler is almost going on a year, I think, now. But the rest of it, you know, there's no build to it. Um, Trish and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Um, the rumor is, is that they're doing that because Alexa's hurt. So, like, and then the Battle Royal. You have Asuka in the Battle Royal. You have mm-hmm. Nia Jax in the Battle Royal. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Ember Moon's <laughs> really good, too. Like, what are we doing? Like, the card, I, I have high hopes, man. Like, I really do. I want this card to be dope. But, you know, if it doesn't deliver, I won't be surprised. I'll put it that way. Question, who do you, a big question, who was the main event, Ronda, Nikki, or Becky and Charlotte? Um, mm. the, the, smart, the smart mark in me says Becky and Charlotte, but the money, I know how WWE is, it's going to be Ronda and Nikki. I mean, those are the two biggest names, um, crossover stars that they have, arguably. Charlotte's really right there. Charlotte's right there, I think. She's she's really becoming a, a nice household name. Um, but yeah, I think I think the WWE money's looking at Ronda versus Nikki, but I would really love Becky Charlotte main event and the show with, you know, whoever wins walking out and, you know, the the woman who loses on the ground cell, that'd be a great visual. How dare you, Rob, talk about Long Island like that? Listen, man, I live in the Bronx, bro. Okay, yeah, we don't, I, we I don't, know. we don't, we don't recognize them over there. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, I think it, it, it should be a very good show. Uh, you know, one week out, hopefully they get Bailey and Sasha on that card doing something 
significant. Don't just put them in that battle royal. You know, that's right. one on one. Or if they have those tag titles waiting in you know in the wind, let them be tag team champions. Um, right. And and to the further point, like those two, Becky and Charlotte, are really kind of the four that kind of broke through true. in this new era. You know what I mean? They have to be on the card, dude. There's and, no way and, they can't. Be. And the fact that they probably had the best women's match in the last three to five years, right? I, I'd say in the last maybe decade. I mean, that match that they had at NXT was crazy. Mm. Speaking of Evolution, uh, the group Evolution returned on SmackDown 1000 this past week. Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, Ric Flair. Triple H is a very busy guy. He, he, you know, he's now part of DX reforming. He has now Evolution coming back. You know, a very busy guy for Triple H. But seeing it, Batista... Orton, Ric Flair, Hunter in the ring for the first time in, in a very long time, and especially on SmackDown, um, I thought I thought it, it, it was it was very very well put together. I think I heard that their segment on uh, was put on YouTube and it had the most views of any segment put on Raw or SmackDown. Just you know, kind of lets you know people out there still watch wrestling, but just kind of like got out of it once certain certain guys retired. But Batista. Cut that promo against Triple H, and you know he he, he talked good about Orton and, and Ric Flair, and he he was talking good about Hunter until he said he's done everything in this company except beat me, and boom, that's where you know people online and they're going crazy. Hey, we might get Batista or Triple H, and that was kind of the rumor last year where it was quote unquote it was supposed to be Batista and Ronda Rousey against uh, Hunter and Stephanie at WrestleMania 34. That did not happen. We get Kurt Angle in that spot. So, you know, Batista, Triple H, are you a fan of one more run for Batista as long as there's no titles involved? Does it matter to you? And how excited would you be for Batista, Triple H one-on-one match maybe at WrestleMania? The thing about Batista is now he's a he's a he's a big star. You know what I'm saying. So to your point of where you said the the video is the most viewed for any segment this week, that has a lot to do with Batista, I think, and his star power. You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. he's obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's in other movies. He's he's a he's a big star right now. Right. So. Um, his star power is there. And I think WWE did a nice little test here to see, okay, what do we got with this guy? You know what I mean? If we bring him back, what do we really got with him? Um, Cause the last time he was there, it really wasn't anything. It was booty. Like he said in the promo, it was bootista. It was blue tista. Yeah. It was a joke. It wasn't anything. It was just to get Daniel Bryan over. And then he left and he was, he was done. Um, so I think if we have one last good run, cause he's st- obviously he's in great shape, dude. He's, a, a brick house you yeah. know what i mean like he's he's massive um triple h obviously still has a little bit left in him he's obviously always training um those two going at it like batista said you never beat me thing about triple h is he doesn't win a lot of wrestlemania matches either so if um because if you look at triple h's record he has like the worst record i think of all wrestlers like minimum 10 matches or something like that um he loses a lot of wrestlemania contrary to what everybody says about him you know being king of the of the burial uh so i think i would be interested in that for sure i think that batista obviously we want to see what he can do in the ring first before we put him just throw him out of wrestlemania you know maybe he comes back and does something at royal rumble you know i don't want to see him in the royal rumble because then that might sour a bit uh maybe take a spot away from a guy who might need it or or uh somebody who deserves it i'm not saying batista doesn't but he hasn't been around you know what i mean like you want to give that spot to a guy who's been there um so maybe we can get his toes get get the toes wet a little bit there um and it was interesting too. It was, it was funny during that promo. I was looking, and, and if you look, watch Randy Orton. Yeah. he was doing the thing where he was faking the RKO, which I thought was a little strange and, mm-hmm. and kind of funny. Um, and it was also great to see Ric Flair out there, man. I mean, you know, after all the stuff he's been through recently in his life, and yeah. and all the trials and tribulations he went through, it was great to see Rick um, out there, still strutting around, still you know wooing up a, a storm. So it was good to see Rick. But yeah, I mean, to the bigger point, Triple H Batista, I think that's money. I think that's if you're going to do any of the uh, 
quote unquote part timers against each other, that's a match I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Like they both still have some some something left in the tank there to get it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to see Triple H versus Hulk Hogan. I don't want to see Triple H versus you know Shawn Michaels. I don't want to see that. You know those two guys still have some stuff to go. And I think uh, Batista. Can we can we get if we do get something out of him, give him a bell. Get him get him one last run. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, hell, he'd probably get over more than Roman Reigns right now. You know what I mean? Like if you don't force that's the thing about the WWE fans. If you're forcing a product down their throats, they're gonna reject it. They rejected it with Batista when he won the Rumble and went and ran through, I think, WrestleMania 30, I think it was. Um when he faced Triple H or faced Daniel Bryan and Orton in the main event, they forced that whole thing there. They forced Roman Reigns. So if you naturally let Batista come back, he had a great promo on SmackDown 1000. Mm-hmm. Feed off of that. Maybe do some social media stuff. Maybe do a couple more teases. Maybe he pops up at an episode of NXT, for example. You know what I mean? Let's get creative with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think there could be a good story told between these two guys who, one, have history. Triple H brought him into the you know evolution, brought him into WWE, quote unquote. And uh, these two guys, I think they have a story to tell. They're both pretty decent on the mic. Maybe Batista needs a little bit more polishing. But yeah, I, I, I don't see how this could fail outside of uh, maybe an injury or something like that. Well, you know, it's funny how you mentioned, you know, if Batista does come back for one full run one more run, you know, put a put a put a championship on him. And I assuming it's the universal title, right? As opposed to the I mean, you could put him right? on SmackDown though too. You know what I mean? He's a SmackDown mm-hmm. legend. So True. he he can do both. I either one I think. Because hmm. I had this thought. It's funny how fans would, would would flip this where four years ago in the Rumble when Batista came back and everybody had the inclination that Batista was going to win the Rumble when they started booing Batista. And and what's crazy, they were cheering Roman Reigns and they wanted Roman Reigns to win the Rumble. He did not. Batista won it. And it's, it, 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 it could be funny how you come full circle four years later and let's say they put Batista on Raw. Um, I think more fans now would cheer Batista wanting to win the belt and defeat Roman Reigns. And, you know, that'll be some funny shit right there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, two guys that you could say WWE tried to force feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be great. I think it's funny how like Hunter always, always puts himself in, in this spot where if somebody wants to come back, you know, their first match is against Triple H. And more than likely, Hunter is going to win that match. You know, when, when Brock came back, he had a few matches under his belt, I believe. And then he fought Hunter at WrestleMania and Hunter went over. Um there was Sting. A, a, same thing with Sting. Sting came yeah. back. Hunter went over. A, a, a I, I wouldn't say a dream match, but when you, when he went up against uh, CM Punk, and Hunter went over. It, CM Punk could have won that match. Um, you know, uh, Taker just a few, a few a few weeks ago at Super Showdown. You go over, right. over there. Hunter goes over. And I think the one match that you said, you know, I don't want to see Hunter and Shawn Michaels. I I I would. If it's at WrestleMania, because they had never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania, all the times where they did, they went at it, DX and the back and forth. Sean's a good guy, Hunter's a bad guy. That might be the one match that we probably won't get between Sean and Hunter. But if 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 it was to happen. I wouldn't mind it at WrestleMania because it's never been done before. And they have a natural story, too. I hate to cut you off. They have a natural story right now, too. You know what I mean? With this tag team thing they're doing with the Brothers of Destruction. You know what I'm saying? The the, the whole um, respect thing and, and being, a, a you know, I got respect for you, blah, blah, blah. So there's a, there's a story here already. You know, if they did want to go Hunter, Sean, yeah. there's already a story of building. Yeah. And, you know, like, like I said, Hunter's, you know, very busy. He got... Taker and Kane to worry about at Crown Jewel. He might have Batista waiting in the wing at WrestleMania. Since I mentioned Crown Jewel, I mean that that is right after Evolution, like literally right after. We had a uh, three, I think three matches or four with this World Cup. Don't even get me started with the World Cup. Uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Triple Threat for the Universal Title, WWE Championship. AJ and Daniel Bryan and DX against. The Brothers of Destruction, World Cup. You have John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio. 
who came back to SmackDown on, on, on Tuesday as well. What did you think about, I hate to cut you off, but what did you think about Ray? I thought he looked fantastic. I thought he looks better now than when he looked the last time he was in WWE. You're probably going to hate me, but I did not see that match. <laughs> oh, it's against Nakamura, bro. It was a good match. I it's know. a good match. You should take um, the time and watch it. It's a good one. Mysterio, because remember when he was there, what, like two, three years ago, he looked like fat. He looked slow. Mm-hmm. He came back, dude. He looks really good. He looks really good. I'm happy for him. Maybe he, maybe he can be a guy that gets one last title run, too. You know what I mean? That'd be yeah. dope. Um. So you have those eight guys in the World Cup. Listen, man, who, whoever wins the World Cup, they're not getting a championship opportunity. This, this ain't the king of the ring where, you know, if you win this thing, it's going to mean something. Um, you have that match and, and the other three I mentioned. Are you more excited for Evolution or Crown Jewel, Rob? You know, it's tough because with Evolution, you have the story. Both both pay-per-views have stories behind them, right? You're looking at the cards. The cards are already looking pretty good for both, even though both aren't finalized, so to speak, especially Crown Jewel. You know, four, what are they, three matches and a couple tournament matches. I'm sure they're going to add, like, maybe a couple tag team matches in there. Um, but there's also the background of all the stuff going on in, in, in Saudi Arabia, right? And yeah. then you flip it over to Evolution, you have the great story of the women and, and the women getting their first pay-per-view and the first, you know, false count anywhere or last woman standing match and, and potentially the tag team championships and potentially the NXT UK, you know, women's championship first ever match being dope. And then you have the the build has been really lackadaisical. Um, and the card, you're looking at it and you're like, all right, cool. This is a bunch of stuff and I'm not sure. So so they both have their ups and downs. Um I think right now, if I'm looking at it, comparing the two, I'm going to be more excited for Evolution because I feel like the Crown Jewel show will be much like the Super Showdown and just be a big house show. And which is fine. You know, it's great that those fans get a chance to view it because I'm sure they don't get to see as much WWE live product as, you know, you or I, you know, living in the tri-state area. (laughs) We could go to Connecticut or New York or Jersey, whatever, and hit up a show if we really, really wanted to. Um so I think it's it's great for them getting that show for Crown Jewel, but I think this women's the the Evolution card is going to be something that's going to be really good. I think there's going to be a couple spots. I hope there's a couple spots that kind of, I guess you could say that that are monumental things. You know, to add stuff to the highlight reel, so to speak. You know what I mean? When you look at the retrospective of a of a Charlotte Flair, for example, I feel like she's going to have moments in this match. You know, the iconic Charlotte moment now is her backflip at WrestleMania. Her her corkscrew moonsault at wrestlemania um right. i think this this pay-per-view could be something that really gets mm. um a bunch of these women notoriety especially among wwe fans that might not know a tony storm that might not know a Rhea ripley or, or even a Kyrie sane even though she is the nxt women's champion she might not be well known to a lot of fans so i think this is a good opportunity to get those women some some really good notoriety and good pub uh going forward and like i said crown jewel i just think it's going to be a house show man like i really just i don't see how it's going to be the only hope i'm looking at is aj versus daniel bryan because interesting enough aj styles when he wins titles or or he he, he wins them at like a he won one at a house show yeah. he won one at a smackdown one time um not saying he's gonna lose it to daniel bryan at crown jewel but i mean I, I, aj i don't feel like he needs the belt right now i think aj might need a i think we might need to get heel heel aj back I think we might need to get heel AJ back for a nice run towards WrestleMania. You know, it's crazy. Um, I've had a couple of shows with, with Graham from Bleacher Report, and I, and, I, and I put it out there. I said, listen, AJ's, you know, the best in the world. He's up there, top notch, um, been a champion since, I think, November. But I'm like, hey, let's keep it, let's keep it a buck as champion. It seems to me like, again, no fault of his own, but it's like some of the matches he's been having, it's like, you know, has it been up to par? Has it maybe more, a, a little more on the boring side? And, you know, the thing with the thing he had with Nakamura for like four straight shows, and he had Samoa Joe, then he had other people, he had Rusev, and it was like, I like I don't know. I'm I'm trying to you know put my finger on it. Like you know, can you go back to this AJ Styles championship run and be like, man, that was a that was an all time great 
championship run or Hall of Fame championship run by AJ Styles. I, I don't think at this moment you can say that. Yeah, I don't. I think AJ needs a recharge, dude. I think AJ needs a couple, maybe a couple, couple months off. I think he needs to. And sometimes the guys need that. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you need a guy to just, you know, hey, take a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's fake an injury, whatever. Maybe take a couple weeks because we know what AJ can do. You know what I'm saying? Like we right. know AJ Styles can go out there and wrestle a damn broomstick and put on a four star match. You know what I mean? Like so if he takes a couple months off, maybe he maybe he does lose to Brian here at Crown Jewel and maybe he takes off going through Survivor Series and, and comes back as a surprise dude at Royal Rumble or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be mad at that. But like I said, I think we need to switch up something with AJ. I think we need I think we need to heal AJ. And I'm surprised there aren't they aren't going heel yet against this with Daniel Bryan because they had that match on uh SmackDown one thousand against um the Usos. Um and they had a little issue towards the end, but nobody did anything, you know, crazy outside of Daniel or style shoving Daniel Bryan into a super kick. Mm. But it wasn't like intentional. I don't know. We're not we're not drawing the lines yet here and who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. I don't I I don't think they're gonna go face face into Crown Jewel. I think that'd be insane. But again, I think AJ it's it's not on AJ. Um I think he needs to kind of maybe take a couple weeks off, maybe a month or whatever, and kind of just recharge, man. Everybody needs that every so often, even the best in the world. You know, you mentioned recharge for AJ, and I'm going to tie in Shawn Michaels into this where, you know, I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you. One, are you are you a fan who says, hey, man, Shawn retired, and you know what? He should have stayed to, to the storyline and stay retired, or two, Hey, Sean retired, but if he can pull off one more run, do a couple tag matches, do a couple matches where, you know, those dream matches with Daniel Bryan, with um, AJ Styles, with, you know, Seth Rollins. If we can get a couple of those from Sean, I, I, shit, I don't care if you come out of retirement or, or, or see, it doesn't matter to you. And there's a rumor out there that if Sean's potential comeback uh, goes well, that the rumor is out there somewhere that AJ is going to lose the belt soon. And let's not count out the possibility of having Shawn Michaels against AJ Styles, likely, likely at WrestleMania. So I knew, I know I just threw a whole bunch of stuff at you. One, what do you make of Shawn Michaels possibly coming back? Do you care about like ruining his legacy or the retirement angle? Um, are you, do you prefer him to come out of retirement for a couple of matches? And B, if we get AJ and Sean at WrestleMania, what do you think about that? I'm, I'm, you know, for me, when it comes to wrestlers and what they do, I look at a guy like Terry Funk, for example, who always says he's retired and then he never retires or he retires for like a week and comes back. Mm-hmm. So like a wrestler is really never retired unless they have to due to injury, like an edge, for example. So if he wants to come back, fine, come back. The speculation and the rumor out there is that he got the bag to come back for this. Yeah. Some like $10 million or something like that for one match. Wow. So that's the rumor. I don't, I, you know, we don't know unless <laughs> we look at his bank account, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it could be 10, even if it was something like $5 million for one match, that's nuts. Shit, I'll come um, back for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. I, I'll retire for that. Um, so am I mad about it? Nah. Like, he can do what he wants. Obviously, Shawn Michaels is a legend. Some people think he's the best to ever do it. I personally, you know, I have him around, you know, that top 10 region there. But uh, no doubt about it, he's an icon. Am I excited that he's back? Sure, for now. But let's see what he looks like in the ring. That's my biggest thing is let me see what you do in the ring. If you're coming back or or if you're, if you're you know, debuting even – let, you, let me see what you do in the ring because at the end of the day, you can be a great promo, but if you want me to care about you as a wrestling fan, let me see what you can do in the ring. So, for example, somebody like Leo Rush, he's dope in the ring. He's dope on the mic. I'm all on the Leo Rush train. You know what I'm saying? So if Sean can come back and, you know, we don't need the same, you know, prime Sean from 97 or whatever. Like, we don't even need the same Sean from like 02 when he came back and, and had the series of matches with Triple H. Uh-huh. I just want something there. You know what I mean? I just want something to kind of rest my rest my uh, rest my beliefs on because I'm looking at the other side of the ring. Taker's washed. Kane is washed. 
we're not getting anything out of them outside of a couple big spots, maybe a choke slam, maybe a, a, a old school off the top rope. You know what I'm saying? Like That's we're not right. getting anything crazy out of them. Hunter's going to put on a show. Hunter's solid in the ring. Even, you know, we've seen him against Rollins. We've seen him against, you know, any number of guys in the recent past. He can put on a show. Um, I think Sean, if he comes back and he's good, I want to see more from him. If he comes back and he's meh, because he's right now he's meh on the mic. I'm not with it. You know what I mean? I don't even care if it's against Daniel Bryan. I don't even care if against AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, triple threat to prove who's the greatest of all time, whatever. I don't care if he's not good in the ring, dude, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it because then that's just going to decrease the product overall. And I know if you put him in there with AJ and Daniel, it's going to be a dope match no matter what, because for the I mean, Daniel Bryan put on a great match with big cast. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, AJ Styles put on great matches with James Ellsworth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like those guys are good in the ring. Um, but do I want to see it? Like I said, like it has to be good in the ring because his mic skills are up and down. You know, you get good Sean one week, you get bad Sean another week. Um, does he want to do this? And, and the bigger question for me and what I've been wondering is, you know, what's WWE been doing this whole time, these last, you know, eight years or whatever it is while he's been sitting there and we've had people cycle in and out, you know, a guy like Alberto Del Rio or a guy like CM Punk or a guy like uh, even a uh, younger Daniel Bryan y'all couldn't give him the bag for a WrestleMania match, SummerSlam match. You know what I'm saying? Like what y'all been doing? If you knew this guy said, yeah, my asking price is 5 million for WrestleMania, whatever. Mm. You know, I, that, I, I think bring it's, it back. I think one, it is the money Two, you know, during that time in, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever, he wasn't, and, and this could be for me, but he wasn't working with NXT at that time. So now when you're working right. with NXT, the young guys, you start... You got the itch. You got that itch back. It's like, all right, you know what? I could do I could do my sweet shit music. I could. I, I don't know if he could do a moonsault, but he's like, you know, he's into it now. The like, hey, Sean, listen, since you're working here and you got the itch, you know, Saudi Arabia wants to give you five, ten million for the tag match. What do you think? Okay, I might do it now. But now in 2011, 2012, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you missed out on CM Punk. You missed out on the brief run The Rock had. You, you, you know, you can't go back and say, hey, that was a great Shawn Michaels rock match because it probably never happened. Um, early Daniel Bryan, early Seth Rollins when he turned heel at the cash-in. You know, it just, yeah, a lot of missed opportunities. But I think, it, you know, Shawn wasn't in that place at that time. Working with the with, with uh, NXT and now put that money, you know, one last run because this this might be Taker's final final run. You you, you know you never know. And say hey, all right, let, let's do you know one more time and see where it goes. But I think if him and AJ get get to it in the ring, you know, matter of fact, backtrack, Crown Jewel. What do you you know? What do you expect from Sean? What's gonna make you say, you know what? All right, I can I can dig Sean doing a few more matches. Does he have to do a spot? Does he have to be you know, look athletic and agile? Like, what's gonna make you feel happy about Sean coming back at Crown Jewel? You know, it's it's crazy that you actually did say that earlier about you know him in 2011, 12. The thing, and I forgot to mention this earlier. The thing I think now that is really having him get the itch to come back is that his kid is graduating high school, going off to college. True. So you yeah. know what I'm saying. So those couple years he was probably busy, you know, being a dad and being a real, you know, being a real person. You know what I'm saying. And I'm sure he didn't need the money. He probably still doesn't need the money now. I'm sure he's well off. So I think um, you know, family stuff obviously kept him out probably more than anything else. Um, but, you know, if I'm looking at Sean and I'm looking at him in the ring, we know he can do, still do, a, I guess, a decent sweet chain music. Can he connect on those big guys? Can his legs go up that high? That's a real question there. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy, though? The one thing for me to see if he's really still got it, still has a little athleticism, still maybe can do a moonsault off the top rope onto somebody on the outside or whatever, mm. a kip up, him in the ring on the ground. <laughs> kicking up to his feet uh, uh, a simple move yeah but that's athletic. i can't do that i'm sure a lot of people out there can't do that either you know what i'm saying so that simple thing him launching up landing on his feet after he does a you know a elbow off the top or whatever that is going to be a sign to me like oh okay 
this guy's coming back. He might not be the same dude, but he still has a little bit of that athleticism left. Maybe he has still a, a little bit of a, a Goldberg run, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? How Goldberg kind of came back around the same time, ran through and just, all right, I'm out. WrestleMania peace. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think I think if Sean comes back, shows a little flashes, and I think that kip up will be very important um, to me. And I'm, I'm a, I know I'm a super nerd for Mark for saying that, but mm-hmm. you know that kip up I think is going to be important. I think it's going to be important to see if we still have a little bit of athleticism because even if he does get in with AJ or Daniel Bryan or maybe he has, I don't know, a one-off with Dolph Ziggler at a at a February pay-per-view, um, you know, can he keep up with those guys more than anything else? You know what I'm saying? He can get in the ring with 50-year-old Taker, 45-year-old Kane because, you know, we're not doing anything out there. Um, but a guy like AJ or Daniel or, or even like a Dolph, Seth, those younger guys, those athletic guys that fly around the ring and, and get crazy. Even somebody like The Miz, who, who's pretty athletic for a guy who's not known for his crazy uh, move set. It's going to be interesting to see what he looks like with those old guys that are basically practice dummies at this point. Yeah, man, we 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 missed out on Sean versus Goldberg. That yeah, Sean, <laughs> Sean, you know, Sean, Sean, you know, like you said, Sean Rock was the one we missed out on. Sean Goldberg's one we missed out on. Sean yeah. Sting is something we missed out on. True. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff there. I, I'm glad we finally got Sean Flair after you know a, a long time. But there's yeah. a lot of good ones that we missed with Sean, and a lot of people don't really uh, uh, appreciate the fact that damn dude, this guy was really the best in the world for what uh, the whole '90s possibly, and then yeah. when he came back, he was probably still the best in the world in the early early 2000s so um you know sean's one of the best of all time so you can't take that away from him but i'm, I'm definitely in, gonna watch i'm gonna watch intently and see what he looks like now in 2018 does sean being bald bother, uh, bother you it's gonna bother me if he comes out shaking his butt to sexy boy yeah <laughs> i want to see that hair bro give me the hair <laughs> i want the hair if he's gonna come out with the full blingy you know vest and the and the chaps you know what I'm saying? If he's going to do that whole thing with the yeah. sexy boy, we need the hair, dude. That hair when he f- spins around and yeah, we need the hair. Bald Sean Michaels just doesn't look great. Um, a few more before I let you go. Um, we have we have new tag champions on SmackDown. The Bar defeated the New Day and like the the 18,000th heel turn from the Big Show. Um, I mean. What do you what do you take from that? Are, are you are you kind of happy the new day is, is not are not tag champions no more? You feel like they should, you know that for now th- their reign as tag champions has has run its course. You want them to be more in singles competition. And what sense can we make from the Big Show turning heel and aligning himself with uh, the Bar? Yeah, what what is what is what what big show? What yeah. are you, what's going on? Yep. The only thing I can think of is that maybe he did like something on Xavier Woods' up up down down YouTube show, and that's how it started, and we're all missing it or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. That was random as hell because the bar doesn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like those are two True. bomb wrestlers. Those are two guys who are really good in the ring. If the big show came back and said, "Hey, I'm going to align myself with," I don't know. Uh, uh, um, the Bludgeon Brothers, or even if he went to Raw and said, "Yeah, I'm going to align myself with with da- uh, Dash Dash and Wilder, um, Wilder and Dawson, whatever." If they if he aligned them with those guys, I'd understand. But the Bar is a dope tag team. Sheamus mm. and Cesaro are great in the ring, and I don't know if they need it. I just want to see what this becomes because, like. They didn't say anything. <laughs> like they just walked off and left. I didn't really see anything on social media about it. Um, and the New Day doesn't need the tag titles. They probably will never need them again, honestly. If we're being honest, like, like they're already like one of the greatest, if not the greatest tag team of this generation right now. Them and the Usos, for me, I, I think the Usos are criminally underrated at, uh, amongst the all-time great tag teams, dude. I mean, like, they just always put on great matches, great matches, great matches, longevity. They've been in this, you know, almost over a decade, I think, now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the belts for a, for a couple years a couple big runs and now they're a new heel run underrated the usos i like them but the if you want to do something with the big show make it important don't make him another lackey like they did with the with the um stephanie and and kane thing um when 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 stephanie had him like work for her remember that that stupid thing where like you gotta uh, work for me or you're fired or whatever remember that the like, authority was, stuff 
Yeah, like all that. That was so dumb. Like, we don't need that, dude. Like, if you're going to have the big show there, make it impactful. You know what I'm saying? Like, make him like that intimidating force on the outside or the enforcer for the group or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to see him in the ring. I don't need to see him in the ring. I don't need to see him, you know, doing anything. Because what the hell? I mean, if you want to talk about a log in the ring, dude, like, what is he going to do in the ring? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was never an athletic dude to begin with, pretty much. So I don't know what he's going to do crazy in the ring. But. If we get something out of this, all right, dope. Let's keep it going. Let's maybe switch the belt one more time, two times, whatever. But for the for the bar, it's, it, it'll be a nice boost for their tag team characters because they just kind of been rolling through as like, hey, we're two dope wrestlers. Um, if they can add a dimension to their tag team and maybe add another storyline to it and, and add another, um, I guess, an era to it, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? Like every team or, or every wrestler has a uh, defining moment. Maybe this could be one for them where they right. have a legend like the Big Show coming and, and, you know, maybe he turns on them. Maybe they turn on him, whatever. Um I think it could be good for them. I just don't want the Big Show's ability in the ring to take away from how good those two guys are. Sheamus, another guy, very underrated, man. In this generation, Sheamus has been very good. He's won a lot of championships. He's done a lot of good things for the WWE, and he's been a he, he was at one time probably their 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 top guy for a couple for maybe a year or two there. Um, but I think for them it's good. And on the flip side, the New Day, like I said, they don't need the belts. They don't. They're a team that has transcended the belts. Um, They don't need to carry around any championships. I think the only thing left for them to do is really kind of put either Big E in a spot or maybe even Kofi gets a spot where he, you know, him and AJ would be fun. I think Kofi, AJ, maybe even Kofi Bryan would be kind of fun just because of what they can do in the ring together. Mm. Um, Maybe you can even get um, the club involved with the AJ type deal. That would be kind of interesting maybe. But uh, yeah, I think I think for both teams, I think this is a good direction. I, I I'm I'm confused, <laughs> but I think we're going in the right place as long as the story gets told right. And right. with WWE, yeah. you never know. So it's safe to say you don't want one more title run for the Big Show. Yeah, I mean, you could probably <laughs> lock that up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe, uh, sure, like, I guess, is he a tag team champion now that he's with the bar? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I don't know. Um, real quick, because on the, on, the, on the other show, on Raw, Braun, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, looks like they're splitting up after what happened on Raw on Monday. And the possibility of the, sh- I wouldn't say uh, splitting up with the Shield. But there is some, you know, confrontation, you know, dissension between the, uh, between that group. Real quick, what do you make of Drew, Dolph, and Braun splitting up? And how do you think they play out with the shield of Dean Ambrose? It kind of leaning towards, kind of like you know, leaving the group. Yeah, you know, the the big the big takeaway I had from Monday night was, goddamn, that Claymore kick that Drew hit on Braun was dope. Like those two dudes are huge. And the fact that Drew got up that high to connect the Claymore kick, it looks sick, dude. If you haven't seen it or if anybody out there hasn't seen it, look that up. The end of that match, that was dope. Like those two dudes are huge. Drew McIntyre has no business jumping that high. Um, and basically laying flat on his back. Like it was sick. Uh, I, I think they need to keep Drew and Dolph together. That is a good tandem. Don't break them up already. We've only had them for a couple months. Well, since after WrestleMania, right? That's all we had them for. Um, yeah. Don't break them up. Don't break them up. Let them go. Let them keep rocking. Let them keep fighting. Let, let them keep you know taking on everybody. I just don't like how they have three major championships in this feud. And and at one time the money in the bank too. Like why do you have all these big major things in the one feud? Why? Get rid, of, get these championships out of here. If you want to do, you know, maybe Roman's the, you, the the story should be, and it was for a long time, Roman versus Braun, and the reason why Braun got help is because Roman had help. So now you're involving the uh, Drew and Dolph have the tag team championships. Okay, cool. Seth Rollins has the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, cool. Now we're gonna do six man tags for four weeks in a row. Nobody's gonna be able to compete for these championships. Okay, cool. What are we doing now? I, I just I just didn't I I never really liked it. I like all the guys in it. I just didn't really like the story, the the fact of the, all the championships were tied up, and I didn't like the fact that 
the story didn't make sense. Like after a while, it just started to not make sense. Like, okay, why do you see Braun need help? Braun was flipping 18 wheelers. Like, why does Braun need help? Why does he need help? I don't understand it, man. It didn't make sense to me. Um, I'm happy it's coming towards the end here. I think a Drew Braun match would be interesting. That'd be a nice, you know, kind of thing going on. Maybe Braun gets a tag team partner or maybe he teams up with a returning Jason Jordan, for example, or whatever. Um, And that turns into something. Who knows? But I'm happy this is over. I'm happy this is done. Last one I got for you. Does Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar walk out of Crown Jewel with the Universal title or does Roman Reigns continue his championship reign? Yeah, I mean, I think the like most likely scenario here is Roman wins it. Um, I don't see the only possibility I can see Brock winning it is if they've announced a UFC match for him. And hmm. the reason why I say that is because I think Vince loves the idea of that cross promotion between the two. I mean, you watch any UFC pay-per-view or, or even WWE pay-per-view, you know, WWE is talking about Daniel Cormier, UFC is talking about Brock and, and still talks about Ronda, obviously, but they also talk, have a couple guys at their um, events. Um, so I think it would be a kind of cool sight to see Brock Lesnar with the WWE title walking into a, a match against whoever he's fighting for whatever, you know, if it's a belt or if it's a number one contendership. Um, I think that'd be a cool visual. There's always the scary notion of like, well, what if he loses and he still has to walk with the belt out? That's not a good sight. But um, yeah, I think if I'm power ranking, it's it's definitely Roman the top. I, I would give Roman, if I'm going to split it up out of 100, Roman 90 <laughs> And then uh, I put like Braun and, and and Brock at like five each. I mean, I don't I don't see mm. giving Braun the belt doesn't make sense. You should have done it when he had the money in the bank. You wasted money in the bank. That that was a waste. Um, and the only way I can see Brock winning it, like I said, is if he has a UFC thing coming up. But I don't see I don't see how they're going to take it off of him. They're going to have to they're going to carry you know Roman through to Mania at this point. They're going to have to. Yeah, that uh, that Roman Braun Hell in a Cell match was. Uh not good. <laughs> Should have been a lot better, man. I mean, Should have been a lot better. Yeah, you know, when you when you do the cash in and you do it ahead of time and there's this promo and this buzz and and it's like, all right, we do the hell in a cell, then you have the other guys involved, they're on the top of the cell and then brought in and Roman took a nap for like 20 minutes in the ring and it's like, all right, everything's going up top. And they were just they just laid there taking the tan doing nothing. And it's like, all right, now and then there's no winner. Like how do you have a no winner in a hell in a cell match? And like like you know, that shit makes no sense. Right. And and you could even say the same thing with the um Brock and Roman when they had the steel cage match at one of yeah, the yeah. India show. Like what what what's going on? Yeah. I mean that's the <laughs> that's the writing nowadays, Rob. That's the writing nowadays. So bad. Terrible. Um, but Rob, I, I, I appreciate you coming on on short notice. Um, I do want to give you the platform to tell people where they can find you on Twitter and social media because you, you do do a lot. So I, I'd rather you say it than me. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I love, you know, we, me and you go back and forth a lot on Twitter, social media, or whatever, mm-hmm. even at events when we talk a lot of wrestling, basketball. So you're a good dude. Uh, shout out to you for all the good stuff you you, you put out there. But for me, um, everybody can follow me at Roboto on all social media platforms, R0BATO. Um, I'm currently writing, editing, editor-in-chief over at Def Pen, at Def Pen Hoops. I do social media for FanDuel, and I'm producing producing podcast for count the dings um so yeah if anybody's interested definitely come on over give me a follow uh i love wrestling i came back in it after you know a couple years i'm sure everybody has a story of when they fell out and came back so uh i'm happy i'm back in the wrestling and i love it man it's just it's it's a good it's a sport it's a it's a what do I say? It's an athletic soap opera so it's always fun to sit back and watch and enjoy it you know real quick when when you know, real quick, when did you leave your fandom of wrestling and when did you come back and what got you back into it? So for me, I was a big fan growing up. Um, obviously, like everybody was, I was born in 91. So I got the, adi- the Attitude Era prime. You know what I'm saying? So I got through. Wow. Okay. I would say I probably bowed out probably 05, 06 around there. 
Um, and I came back with CM Punk. CM Punk was what brought uh, me back all the okay. stuff he did. The summer of summer of punk really was the thing that got me back. Yeah, you know, the pipe bomb stuff with Cena. Um, you know, even going on stuff with Kevin Nash and, and Triple H and all those guys. Uh, the summer of punk really got me back in it, and I kind of been following ever since. And I caught up. I mean, you know, from that 05 to 2011 era, you're not missing much. It's a mm-hmm. bunch of Batista, Edge, Triple H, a little bit, and a lot of John Cena. So I mean, like, <laughs> you're not missing much yeah. through there. So. I think for me, I uh, if I could, I, I know I I phased out too. I was uh, heavy into the attitude Everybody era, did. the the whole Monday Night War, and I think if I could remember when Stone Cold had his final match against The Rock at WrestleMania 19, I was like, all right, I'm done, and I left. And um, I think it, I think this is 06. I, I I phased out for three years, and I'm working with kids and. I hate these kids talk about oh you know you know this this John Cena guy I never knew who John Cena was and there was like oh there's this pay per view coming up and you know and I said you know who um who's the champion now and so John Cena and I said who's John Cena is that you? and they looked at me funny like they do you know who John Cena is and I said no oh he's the world champion he's fighting Jericho I think he fight Jericho at the time or Edge. And I was like, all right, let me go check it out. And when I checked it out, he, he was fighting um, Edge for the, for the title. That's when Edge cashed in at the chamber. And I was like, oh, Edge is my God. Edge champion now. Ever since then, man, I've been watching this shit nonstop. Right. Yeah, it's good, man. Especially now, you know, if you if you take away the, you know, it's still real to me oh, stuff God, out yeah. of it, right, you know, yeah. you can enjoy it more as a, as a, a product of, of, of fiction and storytelling. Exactly. So I love it. Rob, my man, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure we'll have you on again sometime, man. Awesome. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. All right, man. Take it easy. Peace. All right.